Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Jesse. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuffin, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLury. KD, how you been, brother? <laughs> ah, it's a little cold out there tonight, man. A little blizzard, and, uh, you know, my kids forced me outside. I'm building snowmen. I'm running them around in the street on the sled. We almost got hit by a snowplow. It's a fun night. It's not safe, oh. KD. That's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're joining the deck hockey league. Now you're out nighttime in the snow and the ice, risking life and limb for your children. I don't, I don't understand. Are you, what's going on? Is this a, is this the midlife crisis? What, what's going on here, KD? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a COVID crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I've been stuck in the house. The kids have been stuck in the house. It's time to, you know, jazz things up, get a little excitement, a little thrill in their life. You know, I'll throw them in front of a snowplow, <laughs> see if they get out of the way in time. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yes. Snowmageddon is, uh, I, you know, what's it looking like out there, pal? Is it, um, I mean, I've been down here in the studio here for the last couple hours. So I'm just kind of curious. What's it like outside right now? Give us yeah, the KD like- weather report. <laughs> Let's go to KD in the streets right now, folks. Well, what I can tell you here, <laughs> Paulie, <laughs> is that uh, there's a lot of white stuff on the ground. So, yeah, no, it's a couple of inches. It's really nothing yet. I mean, here in Massapequa. Only a couple inches, not too bad, you know. As always, you know, they prepare you for the worst, and it usually doesn't live up to the hype. So, Are you telling me I'm not going to get to use my snowblower tomorrow <laughs> that I haven't been able to use for four years? Uh, it's already turned into rain, so. <laughs> you charged up the battery and everything. <laughs> I know. You don't even, how, how long ago did you buy that thing? It hasn't snowed on Long Island in like three years. I know. It's, it's the truth. It really hasn't. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday, December 16th. Go Rangers Radio, episode 49, buddy, Ooh. season one. And a little a little show note here for all our dedicated, diehard, and loyal listeners, subscribers, and downloaders. Uh, next week will be our 50th episode, obviously, because wow. you just, you've just done the math. So what me and KD are going to do here is we're going to do a full show here tonight. But next week, we're just going to do a, like maybe like a 30-minute Holiday Rangers special in and out, you know, like a Johnny O'Grodnick, you know, <laughs> forecheck from many years ago in the early 90s uh, and say goodbye to 2020. And then we'll take a little break for the, uh, the holiday season there, New Year's. And then we're going to be back here starting Season 2. Episode one on Wednesday, January sixth. KD, uh, a coffee shop 
in July 2019, I guess it was. Well, it was a 2018 at that time. Me and you sat down and said, let's give, this, let's give this a shot. And here we are about to do our 49th and 50th episode and then head into season two in 2021. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, we probably would have hit 50 like 10 shows ago if I didn't tell you I wasn't into doing it <laughs> over the summer when you're like, we're going to do something like, yeah, no, I'm not feeling it. But <laughs> it worked out well, though. See, you had you had hindsight. You, you had a vision. Let me just pull that, back here a little bit so we can end it, up on the isn't 50th that foresight? show. Foresight? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Hold on. Let me have another sip of my my drink here. Jack Johnson, everybody. Mm. All right. So anyway, you were saying. I don't know. I was saying anything. <laughs> I thought you I'm might saying, just reminisce again a little bit, maybe thank the listeners and for getting us here. We're going to save all that we'll for save next that. week. Okay, save it right. for next week. We'll all save right. it for next week. I thought you might have a little bit of a, you know, we get the preview of the speech or something tonight. No? What? What no, I haven't even thought about it yet. Okay. All right. I get, you know, I, I, I like to start, you know, after our show this week, start fresh for next week. You know, I don't want to intermingle thoughts. Gotcha. Between shows, you know, too busy trying to get yourself and the kids run over <laughs> by a snowplow. That's right. All right, all right. But anyway, I would just want to say it's it's kind of crazy uh, uh, that we're, we're we're ending up here. And uh, again, thank everybody to do this. And you know, I just every night when we set up the episodes and the numbers, you know, it's just kind of it's kind of wild. You know, um, obviously the uh, the year has been a wild ride. Obviously, this team was a little bit of a wild ride. And, uh, and here we are. And, and we still don't officially have an official, official announcement from the NHL uh, for the new season. And, uh, KD, uh, have you written any emails, any letters? Did you get any information today? <laughs> I got nothing. I mean, I did see an article on uh, NHL.com, some of their propaganda oh, that they're putting out there. Is that what you call it? Like <laughs> that, that is what I, a little Bettman propaganda out there that they, you know, hard at work getting set up for the upcoming season. But what's funny is that the article itself basically says, we have no idea what we're going to be doing. This is, Training camp is supposed to start in like two weeks. The season is supposed to start in like a month. But we're not sure if we're doing hubs. We're not sure if we're doing individual buildings. We don't know if there's like baseball-like series. We don't know what we're doing yet. Ah, come on. But we're yeah. working hard to figure it out. <laughs> Gary's just having a little fun. He's pulling your leg, KD. Is that what he's doing? That's all. Nah. Let's just mess around with the NHL fans a little bit. You know, it's kind of like what they, they pulled on the NHLPA there with that whole $300 million thing. Well, I tell you what, I don't know what they pulled on. They didn't pull anything because they didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't change any of the financial terms, and it, it was just like, all right, let's just start the season anyway. I mean, at least if you're gonna if you're gonna plead poverty, I mean, at least win a little bit of of what you guys are talking about. It, it's all the same. I have no idea. No, I don't. I, I really don't know what that was all about. Like, did they? Was it a bluff? And NHLPA called it like that was just so bizarre that. One week they're talking about locking it all down, and the next week it was, eh, we're fine. Let's start it up. 
very and strange. I, and I tell you, I, I really I, again what you were saying too about you know the you know the the article today. And I you know I could have swore they were going to have something prepared on Friday for us, uh, you know this past Friday, and they didn't come through, and we're still kind of sitting here hanging. I mean, obviously they're putting ice in the rinks. Players are starting to fly in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you yeah, the some... Rangers the Rangers are having informals. They're saying a bunch of guys have gotten together and they're practicing already. Yeah, so I guess it's really just crossing the T's and dotting the I's here. And, you know, I, I, like I said, what you were saying, too, you know, we're talking about time here and getting training camps. But, you know, that's this is what it is. And it's just, you know, I guess it's, it's just still very frustrating. I'm just – it'll be great when the book comes out, KD, right? You know, <laughs> Bettman's book comes out and he sits back and he, and he talks about these couple of weeks and we – we go from the tournament and everything to if there was any other league that was going to have its shit together for a return to play, it was going to be the NHL. And they're going to be the last guys to get back on board here. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, I'm killing Batman a little bit here about them not being ready yet. But there are a lot of just extenuating circumstances with everything. I mean, in the article, and, and you're seeing it in the NFL too, he's, he's basically explaining that we're not sure – which cities are are even going to allow our teams to play even without fans? Because you see that happening with the San Francisco 49ers where the city of Santa Clara is just like, there's no sporting events. So now they're playing all their games in Arizona. So Batman now is concerned that that may happen with some of the NHL teams where they're not going to be able to play in the, their home rink, even without fans. Because the city's locked down and they're not allowing it. So, you know, I think that that's where Bettman has to, you know, they can't have a plan set in stone. They need to be flexible with what they're doing because they're going to, they, they're going to have to change things depending on, and I know we have the vaccine now and, and you hope that it's going to get under control, but the numbers, you know, are, are getting worse and worse. And with the holiday and with Christmas coming up and Hanukkah and, and everything else, you know, everybody's been getting together, so you assume the numbers are going to are gonna pop back up before, you know, enough people are getting the vaccine. So, you know, I, I think they just want to be flexible. And the NBA is that way, too, because I, I think, if I read this correctly, and again, I'm not a big basketball guy, but I think the NBA only scheduled the first half of their season. Yes, and that's they correct. Left, they left the second half open to be flexible depending on, again, what goes on with the virus, what's going on with the vaccine, and, oh, wait, we can get fans in now because the numbers are so low because everyone's getting vaccinated um, and we don't have to worry about bubbles and this and that, and let's just go ahead with a regular schedule and we could do East for more games, East versus West and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, 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 I kid a bit killing Batman because, you know, that's what we all do, that, you know, everyone boos him. Uh, when he hands out the Stanley Cup, and it's sort of a rite of passage as as a hockey fan. Um, but, you know, it, it's tough. They're in a tough situation, and, and they should remain flexible. They should go, sort of go with the flow with it, start the season with these baseball-type series, or if they have to put a couple of teams in a bubble if some cities are locked down, you do that. But as it goes along, you open it up. Okay, you can get back in the arena. Great. Let, let's reschedule some of these games, and and work it a little bit better. So, um, you know, I, I think it's good that the NHL is staying staying flexible. Ah, cancel it, man. I'm mad. Just, I'm, I'm done. 
it's not <laughs> they're not ready then what's the point you know send Shesty back put him back on the plane <laughs> guy just showed up he <laughs> guy showed up but of course in New York he's got to now quarantine for 14 days so you know he's here but you know but I don't see, know that's, if he's out. that's the thing too right doesn't everybody that's got to fly in don't they all have to do that pretty much anywhere they land in North America especially Canada and the United States obviously I mean well, yeah, I mean, these guys better start getting in soon. Yeah. <laughs> or they're going to be missing tra- – and the training camp is going to be abbreviated, so they're not even going to get a lot of time. And that's a little bit of a concern, too. You see with the uh, NFL, they really didn't have much of a training camp. and They didn't have the preseason games. Well, they didn't really care. They, they just kind of – Yeah, but you – but if you look out. At, if you look at what happened, though, look how many injuries, like major injuries happened this year. In the NFL, it's like unprecedented the amount of of injuries that have been going on. You worry that that's going to happen with the NHL too if these guys, you know, aren't properly, you know, prepared for the season. They're not all in shape, and their muscles aren't, you know, stretched properly. Whatever it is, uh, there is a bit of a concern just only based on what happened with the NFL this year. It's crazy with the amount of my fantasy football team took a hit this year. It was and that's awful. just wrong. It's terrible. McCaffrey only got like two games this year. I had the number one pick. <laughs> Killing me. That is messed up, KD. There's got, there's got to be somebody you can complain to. <laughs> there's always someone to complain to. <laughs> Whether or not they're going to listen. Yeah, well, we're all searching for that person. Um, so, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm just, you know, you get on this... You know, when you do a podcast and show and you got the pendulum just keeps swinging back and forth, you know, and we're just last week we're all high and we're rolling and I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah, well, we're in. That's what you, you the news and we're being careful, right? We're we're trying to follow the right guys, right? The right beat writers, uh, you know, and just trying to make sure we're not jumping ahead of things. And I thought I was I was doing real good, Katie. I was really trying to be. Very cautious about this and, and giving the league some space and some time. And, and then you figure the money issue was going to be the big thing. And then it's like, well, they put that beside the, you know, they put that under the carpet and the rug and and that's it. And you figured, well, hey, look, you know, the logistics stuff, they got that figured out. And if the NBA, which, you know, they share the same arenas or they have to they pretty much, aside from only one Canadian team, which they've obviously moved down to, to Florida, and obviously, the NHL could have done that themselves if there was only one team in Canada. But even the fact that there's you know six up there, they can keep them up there. With the, so it seems like, you know, I, I'm just kind of, I I get it. You know, we've said here on the show too, we don't we don't want to be those guys in the offices making those decisions and the logistics of it. Yes, it's insane, and you bring up all these great points. I just was under the assumption. That that was the stuff that they pretty much probably already were kind of had worked out. And the perception to me and say the fans was is that it was really the scary thing was was not that there was going to be any cancellation over the the league not being able to pull this off as far as, you know, uh, hubs and realignment of divisions. We didn't see the money thing coming up. And that's when we all started flipping out. And then they come back and say, yeah, the money's it's not the issue. Yeah, and then you're like, all right, so we're 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 gangbang, we're going forward, man. This is it. And now, like every day, it's like I'm I'm looking and I'm waiting, and you get a little more and a little more, and 
And again, like you were saying too, you start looking at time and you're seeing certain players starting to scatter in. You're seeing the, the ice is going down. But you're looking at the clock and you're looking at how many days we have left here in this year and when they're, you know, going to start. You know, I maybe I just have to relax, KD. Maybe I just got to chill. I mean, because, it's going to happen. Know. Yeah, I mean, they'll figure it out. And, and in that article, Bettman was saying he's looking at what the NBA is doing, and they're going to obviously start before the NHL. So they'll get a good idea of what's happening. And, and you know, like you had mentioned as well, a lot of them play in the same arenas, so they're going to deal with the same issues if certain cities shut down and, and they're not able to play. So, you know, I, I think it's a good thing that they don't necessarily have this plan set in stone. And they're, they're willing to be flexible. They're looking at all the different options. And you go from there. Yeah, well... I mean, because waiting, you can, man. I'm, I'm look. I'm selfish. I'm a horrible person. Can't yeah, you? no, it, it, it it's selfish. awful. It's it. You know, you say we're on our. Me and you, you have know, schedules we, to make, right? We got <laughs> we got things to do here. We got plans for 2021, and we need an official announcement. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you said, you know, we're next week is our 50th show. We're on our like 11th or 12th straight show in a row. We had 11 or 12 straight shows in a row with zero hockey, like zero with no games. And we're doing these shows like I'm so sick of it. I'm with you. Like, we just need the puck to be dropped so we could like sit here and complain about Jack Johnson sucking. Hold on. I have to have a drink. Hold on. <laughs> drink, everyone. And, you know, it, it, it is. I mean, it starts getting frustrating, I think, pro- and you know, I'm sure it's the same way for, you know, bloggers, beat writers, other podcasters from other teams. You know, there's only so much we could talk about every week, the two of us, you know, uh, predicting what is going to happen in the season, what's going on with the NHL, with this and that. It, it's, you know, you want it. This is a Rangers podcast. It's our love of the Rangers. And we want to talk about the Rangers, our enjoyment of watching games. Because that's what this is about. It's about us watching games and the enjoyment we get with it. <laughs> and we have 10, 12, whatever many shows in a row, zero games. I mean, what was when was the Rangers swept out of the playoffs in July? I mean, it's December already. I'm with you. Yeah, it's for, I mean, look, I think we're allowed to be self- selfish at this point. We are. We're selfish, horrible people. It's all about us. <laughs> get this league going. All right, well, I'll tell you what, let's let's move on and let's talk about um, some hockey that actually looks like it is going to be played, and that is the uh, World Junior Championships. And um, outside of them having a little trouble getting some teams and players over across the pond, you might say, or the ocean, um, it looks like we're, uh, we're going to get this thing going. And I guess we could talk about some of the Rangers prospects that we will actually be able to get to watch because... The NHL Network announced that they're going to show every game. So that's pretty cool. So we're going to be able to watch hockey, you know, in decent time zone, right? And um, so we've got to look forward to that. So why don't, why don't we jump into that a little bit and, and, and obviously focus on uh, Ranger prospects. What do you say, pal? Sure. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> I don't know anything about any of them. Oh, come on. <laughs> but, the, I mean, the one guy, obviously, you're excited to see made – the Canadian, the Team Canada roster is Schneider. 
I mean, you know, he's the he's the other first round pick. You know, you, you, all the press is with uh, Lafreniere, and um, you know Schneider's, you know, the, the other guy. So, but he is a first round pick and a guy obviously the Rangers thought very highly of. So I, you know, if he w- wouldn't have made the team, I think there'd be some initial, you know, questions. Hey, this is a first round pick and he can't even make the uh, World Junior team. So. You know, it's nice to see that he made it. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to be tuning in to see how he plays. I, I've never really watched him play before other than, you know, some highlights I watched after the Rangers uh, drafted him. So um, definitely some excitement there. The other three guys who made it, you know, to be honest, I mean, they're just guys I, I really just don't know much about. Well, you this know, is going to be a short segment then. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be very short. <laughs> Hey, let me ask you I'm, something about Schneider. Did you see the um, the draft clip that the Rangers released about them getting Schneider? Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. It was. Uh, I definitely wanted to, to talk about that real quick. Uh, you know, obviously as fans, and we, I guess, you know, outside of pre- and post-games and all that other stuff and the great stuff they do with the MSG Networks and everything, you know, so on and so forth. But rarely have we been taken in. Well, I can't remember really, but... Um, and you know it was funny because last week's show we had talked, we were talking about JD and, and Gordon and stuff, and I was just like, "Wow, look at this!" And they're taking us in, and we basically showed, you know, they showed us how they all worked together around the table with the scouts, and they introduced all the guys that were part of, um, you know, um, uh, you know, just the draft team there and everything else. So it was it was excellent, man, and, and bravo to the Rangers for doing that and you know, uh, putting that out there because it was it was exciting, and. Um, it felt like you were in the room with them, and it's just, um, it was just, I can't say enough about it, and it was great to see a lot of the comments from the fans as far as, you know, everybody else watching it and everything, um, but it really was. It was super. I think it's something, hopefully the Rangers will do more of that uh, down the road, bringing us inside, especially when you get to see the, the admin side of it, you know, the front office side of it, and uh, I just wanted to kind of bring that up today and say that it was, uh, it was a really good piece there by the Rangers. Yeah, and, you know, we've talked about, uh, obviously, with dealing with the finances of the NHL. You know, it, it's content like this, I think, that sort of brings you in a little bit more and maybe gets that casual fan on board. You know, when they had, you know, a, a lot of Rangers fell in love with that 2012 team that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals with Torts and uh, where they lost to the Devils. But, you know, I, I think a big reason why a lot of, fans really did fall in love with that team and is one of their favorite teams and and myself included is because they they had that that HBO series because they were in the winter classic that year that followed them around and you really got an insight into who these guys are and what they're about and and you know you just get a better appreciation of who they are and yeah it's that kind of content that I I think to me, the NHL needs to do a lot more of get you inside the locker room, inside the war room, inside the hotel room, uh, where you get a you know a, a little bit more insight on these guys and and where they're where they come from, what they're about, and uh, you know I think that that will help market the league and and where you're putting you know a lot of you know they wear a helmet and you don't really know what they look like a lot of time again to the casual fan. 
where then, you know, you get you have these series where you learn more about these guys, maybe some struggles that they're dealing with family-wise or them, you know, becoming an NHL player. So, yeah, content like that is it, – it's always a win. I, I just don't understand why, especially the NHL, doesn't do a lot more of that because that HBO series back then was just a, a home run. I mean, to this day, I still see Ranger fans just putting up clips from that show – you know, torts in that locker room against the St. Louis Blues. They had that game where he just lost it on the team. And uh, it was just just phenomenal. And, yeah, that piece was seeing them trying to trade up for Schneider with a couple of teams and it not working out. And, and then them getting on the phone and, and telling Schneider, like, we were trying to trade up for you. We finally got there and we're able to get you because you were our guy. And they were on the, the Zoom with, with Lafreniere and, and his family. And it was great. Phenomenal stuff. And. And they really need to start doing more of that. Yeah, no, nah, it was it was just super. You know, you, you hope that maybe, it, it, you know, obviously, again, like we were just choking about in the beginning, there's not a lot to talk about. There's not a lot for them to really do. So, I mean, that was something that they could obviously give us as fans as far as content, media, something we can kind of check out and kind of, you know, savor a little bit too. But I was really impressed with, you know, how the guys were, were talking about Schneider. You know, how they were saying how, how valuable – you know, he's going to be for this team down the road. Like, this just to kind of, you know, they, they they were so, you know, they were animated and determined that they, they, they wanted this kid in a bad way. And that was interesting, too, you know, as you, as you learn more about, uh, you know, Schneider as a player and as a person. But seeing, seeing that crew sitting around that table going, hey, we got to get him, and then when they did, the reaction, it was just fantastic. And then even when the kid was picked – his celebration. So it was really just um, just a super thing all around. And, and you t- got to take all the aspects out of it as fans. You know, number one, just getting being taken inside. Number two, you got to love seeing how J.D. and Gorton and the scouting staff and everybody else is working together. That's awesome. And, um, you know, seeing how uh, uh, an NHL team, their top execs there are going for a kid. And then, obviously, the win-win there is just to see the general um, joy of the kid getting picked, you know, he was, he was, their, their family was more excited than, uh, than Laffy was. And I guess, you know, it was all more expected, you know, it was, can you, did you see that Katie, like the difference between, you know, when Laff got picked, it was almost like, you know, it was this formal thing. He was very quiet. It was, it was very, I don't know. It was more low key. When Snyder got picked, it was like, well, the they even, thing in the they world. even, they even joked about how hard it was to keep it a secret, like yeah. both of them. So, yeah. <laughs> it would, it would yeah, no, great. it's, 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 Go ahead. No. No, I, well, I mean, it doesn't make any sense what I was going to say. Obviously, he's the number one draft pick. You know, Rangers get the ball. They're getting a the pick. I mean, they're pretty – I don't think they – I don't really think there could have been too much suspense there. And I guess Gordon kind of sealed that for us because, you know, they did. They had to keep it quiet for a while. You know, because we were all sitting there going, you know, you got to take this guy, right? But until they actually did, yeah, you're still thinking maybe, you know, they might go another direction. Yeah, they they were they were going the friend yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean obviously you know if you're you're a kid like Schneider, you're not sure where you're going, and um, when you get picked by the Rangers, look, I mean that is an original six team. I mean, with with the history that they have, you see the rebuild that's going on. You know you're going to get a chance. I mean that's that's a it's a perfect landing spot for a kid like Schneider. 
where again, you look at their defense, which has been a problem over the years. And, uh, you know, there's some younger guys coming in and, and, and it's a youth movement that's happening here during the rebuild. So, I mean, if you're a young defenseman, you can't have a more perfect landing spot than the Rangers. So I'm sure he's more than aware of, of, of what's going on with the Rangers. And, uh, you know what, the most excitement he probably had was he probably thought he was going to the Devils. So for him not to have to go there. Man, I that's got to be the most exciting part of it. Yeah, right. Maybe, yeah, when you think about it now, it's more of a a, a cheer of relief. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, think think about that though. I mean, Devils or Rangers? Oh, <laughs> there is oh, playing in the Rock, and there's like three hundred people there, or MSG with eighteen thousand two hundred strong every night. Man, that must be miserable playing for the Devils. <laughs> Except when Seriously, the Rangers now, come into town. You know what? Right? Let's go. What was it when we were talking about contracting teams, getting rid of teams? Yeah, Devils. You got to get rid of them. That, yeah. That's just such a joke of a franchise. <laughs> wow, you've changed your tune. You, last week, I mean, I know how much you hate them. You didn't know where they play. You don't know what building they play in or what <laughs> city in Jersey they play in. But you, you did want to keep them for rivalry purposes. But now you're yeah. them. All right. That's okay. All right, so Brett Berard's going uh, U.S. Uh, forward for us, and Hunter Skinner is a defenseman. Uh, both players, w- there's a chance they might not get that much playing time. Um, yeah, and you're telling me, like I said, you, you you're not uh, you don't have all the you haven't watched all the videos on those two kids. Is what you're telling me? No, I don't, you know I'm going to be honest. I really don't. I mean, I'm not going to sit here well, and well, blow come smoke on. up the, the, everybody's ass here. Our our intro says we pretend. <laughs> I couldn't even pretend here. Um, oh, you also have the goalie on Team Canada, too. Was that Gerard? Yes. Um, so yeah, look, I, I knew that that guy was on the team, so right, yeah, fine. I mean, look, you hope they get some playing time, you, you hope it, uh, you know, helps again in their development, and and that's fantastic. I mean, the more prospects that they have playing in this tournament, the better, and uh, you know, you got them on the two. Usually, you know, top teams in the tournament, and uh, you know, it'll be even if even if some of these guys only get a couple minutes, you know, whatever it is, under ten minutes a night. I think it's just a huge experience for them. It will only make them better. So, uh, I'm excited to watch, uh, you know, all four of them play and uh, the entire tournament. Yeah, we might get to see a lot of Garland and, and Schneider, which will be really cool as far as Canada in terms of getting, you know. Pretty much, uh, you know, good playing time. So, um, that you know, again, for us as Ranger fans, in terms of um, definitely Schneider, you know, high draft pick, uh, a future asset of this team down the road. Well, again, he's the guy. He's the guy you're going to want to focus yeah, exactly. on, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he's a first-round pick. You want to see, you know, if he's the real deal out there on, on the big stage. Um, at, at this point in, in his career, I mean, there's no bigger stage than the World Junior Championships. Playing for Team Canada, uh, where that entire country is watching this thing. So um, it'll, it'll be uh, fun to watch, and, and we'll, we'll see how, how he does. Yeah, and Shesty and Georgia should probably pay attention to Garand, you know, if Dylan has a strong... <laughs> hey, look, strong I, tournament, I hope... You know. look, <laughs> we got to hope he's MVP of the tournament. And, and look, there's another uh, trade ship down the road for when uh, we need to 
bring in whoever it is we need to bring in down the road for for us to clinch a Stanley Cup, you know. So, uh, yeah, oh, we have, we have an it's it's just amazing. We talk about it all the time, but just the embarrassment of riches that this team has at almost every position, uh, whether it's goaltender, defense, which is again, it's been a struggle over the years. Um, where Lundqvist, you know, and we, I know we don't like to mention Lundqvist's name too much around here anymore, but no. where, uh, you know, he, he had to stand on his head a lot. You hope that Shesterkin and Gurgiev, I guess, uh, when he is in there, um, <laughs> <laughs> won't have to do the same because ultimately that stuff catches up to you and is is a big reason why the Rangers were probably only in the Stanley Cup final once. And maybe, you know, they could have had a couple of other trips down the road where our defense uh, was the Achilles heel of, of those teams. So if we can get guys like Miller and like Lundqvist and like Runanen and like Schneider and turn this into one of the top blue lines in the league, you know, then then you're looking at, at a, a real Stanley Cup contender year after year coming up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see how, how Schneider plays here because, to me, if this team is going gonna, is gonna to be that Stanley Cup contender and this rebuild is really going to work, you know, the, I, the defensive prospects such as Schneider are really going to have to develop into, into top defensemen in this league. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, it's going to be fun. I mean, everything starts, uh, the exhibition games start this Sunday. Uh, in, we can watch USA play Switzerland at 6 p.m. And then they're going to show all the exhi- exhibition games, and that's uh, shoot, the 20th through the 23rd. And then the first real games start on the 25th, Friday. Yeah, Christmas Day, um, 2 o'clock. So I'm going to ask you, is Mrs. Delory going to let you watch <laughs> USA play Russia at 9.30 on Christmas night? 9.30 Christmas? Oh, Christmas is over by then. 9.30 on Christmas night? Nah. That's okay, oh. right? Yeah. yeah, it's all over by then. Kids have all opened the presents. <laughs> I'm, you know, the only problem I'm going to run into is I'm probably going to be passed out drunk somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'll miss the game. So yeah. uh, I'll have to, de- either way, I'll probably have to DVR and I'll probably watch it the next day or something. But All right. And then um, the next day on the 26th, probably uh, Germany playing Canada, 6 o'clock in the evening. So if you can squeeze that in, <laughs> I know your fantasy football, you know, sheet is, yeah, I mean, it's ruined. So you can squeeze that's right. I got, no, I got nothing watch, going on. Watch yeah, Schneider I mean, that, I feel like that's the hardest part of watching the World Juniors is just it's that week. You know, it's it's Christmas into New Year's and then usually a couple of days after it. And that's usually when, like, you're the busiest. You know, you're seeing family, you're doing this, you're doing that. Maybe this year it's different with COVID and everybody's not hanging out as much. And, and I'll actually get to watch it because I'm always I always say I want to sit down and watch it. But there's always something coming up like like, oh, the game's on New Year's Eve. It's like I'm not going to sit down and watch this game on New Year's Eve. I'm, I have things <laughs> going on. Um, you know, or like you said, there's a game on Got Christmas. Got some drinking right? to do, brother. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you know, I'm not sitting down watching these games, and and there's usually a lot going on during this week. So, you know, maybe this year I get a chance to actually sit down and watch. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. You know, funny you should say that. Let's you figure. All right, so Thursday on New Year's Eve, 
and this is going to be one hell of a New Year's Eve, right? It's not going to be the same, especially here in New York. No Times Square. None what do you mean no thing. Times Square? I'm get, that's where I'm going. <laughs> you go, <laughs> that's not happening? Somebody told me you're going streaking that night. <laughs> but, uh, so the United States is playing, let's see, um, Canada. So there's a whole bunch of games on New Year's Eve with the United States playing the, uh, the 930 game on New Year's Eve. So you have to figure, you know, there's going to be a lot of people home this year. It's not going to be the big thing, but I've just, you know, as far as everybody kind of maybe letting loose a little extra this New Year's Eve because the way 2020 was, it should be kind of interesting. I'm looking to uh, looking forward to watching Twitter feeds on New Year's Eve this year. <laughs> Some good riddances and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know uh, it's not that exciting, KD, but you know, you know, I'm a Twitter guy, and I think it'll just be interesting this year, a little more than usual. I, I tell you what, Paulie, if I'm sitting at home on Christmas Eve flipping through Twitter, I'm just, I, I'm just gonna end it. Not Christmas <laughs> Eve, New Year's I, Eve. No, well, that's I mean, I'm sorry, man, New Year's Eve. Well, are, are you? Uh, no, are you, I mean, look, you don't have to share your personal plans, but are you going out this year? No, I won't go out, but I have some people over. All right. Under 10. Under 10 tell, now, yes. Don't, don't tell Cuomo. Sure. I don't need cops in my house. <laughs> I won't, buddy. All right, so there you go. We got a little hockey to look forward to, a couple of Rangers prospects. So we've got a little fun stuff to do over the break in between Go Rangers Radio Season 1 and the exciting upcoming Go Rangers Radio. Well, and even two. beyond, even beyond the World Juniors. I mean, during that time frame, and we were talking about it before. I mean, you're going to have more and more Ranger plays coming in. You're going to have more informals. Hopefully, we. I, you know, I don't know what the beat reporters are going to be allowed to do or not do. I, I'd love that. And hopefully, this is where the content we were talking before about the Rangers and their content. I hope they start giving us some video or live feeds or live streams of of these informals so we can, you know, start getting like hyped up, you know, I mean, I, I, if these guys are together practice, I want to see some of that. I want to see how these guys are doing. I want to see Lafreniere out there, uh, you know, practicing with Kreider and, and the boys. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, and I want the same from your deck hockey team. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I will put everything on my Twitter. I have no shame. So I will definitely, Whatever it looks like, I'm going to put it out there. So, yeah, oh, buddy. we were some, talking, we were talking videos, today, man, jerseys, and yeah, we're getting ready for the season, man. We're all getting hyped up. Well, we want to see some, uh, take us inside. Hey, did you guys, <laughs> did, you, what, did you mention a name last week or do you have a name for the team? Uh, we're the, uh, actually, we're the Chiefs. Not, yeah, that, that's not original. Sl- I know. You know, it's funny you said that my wife said the same thing. Um, because, well, we're from Massapequa. That's what it is. It's the Massapequa Chiefs. Okay. So, All right, that, okay. it's not, it's not Chiefs slap shot Chiefs. It's Massapequa Chiefs. So. Are you sure, are you sure you guys are allowed to use that name in these sensitive times? <laughs> I, yeah, that is true, right? I, we're probably going to lose it, lose the name, but. Did you see that about, uh, look, I'm, and uh, look. Not, um. Get into it. Let's go. <laughs> no, did did you see the the Vancouver thing? Like I said, you know it's funny. Like when you don't, there's like no way in heck, hell, would you, would I ever think like the Vancouver 
Canucks logo with the orca coming out of the water was 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 something that was connected to um, something that might be offensive to anyone. And I, I obviously this. Well, I think it, I think it's like the art part of it is is an indigenous artwork. So and they did it without getting the proper approvals. Apparently, is what it's about. Where this, right. where the artist came up with it, where he's using this again indigenous artwork, and didn't sort of confer with, you know, the right groups to see, hey, does this sort of jive with the indigenous people of this area? And um, but that logo goes back how many years now? Yeah, but even if it does, it's still. No, but and I'm again, saying... I, I don't necessarily know if it's offensive to certain people. I mean, look. Well, I know that everything. The, the leader everything of is the, offensive to everybody. But... I know the leader of the you know the tribe or that was in question, or they said, "Hey, look, it's it's cool with us. It's we don't find it that way, and it doesn't look like it's going to be changed." I, you well, know, it's it's just all I'm saying is is like I'm not being non-sensitive to any of this stuff. You kind of have to. We're kind of it's ingrained in this right now. But I was just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's funny how you can, you know, you know, like in New York, right? Well, we got the Yankees, we got the Mets, we got the Rangers, we got the Devils. Who else am I forgetting? Any other popular teams? The Giants, you know. So we don't really have to worry about that. I know a fan of ours or somebody's brought up something about the, you know, the Rangers might be tied to some something, you know, awful that happened in the past as far as like a, a police or military group or whatever, but I haven't seen anything into it. But generally speaking... All the names here in New York, the big teams, except for you guys in Massapequa on Long Island. <laughs> um, we don't have to worry about that. So it's like from a distance, it's like, and I, and I get all the um, the American Indian stuff and respect it. I get all that stuff. But to me, <laughs> mean being a dumb hockey man or whatever, and I, I, can't, I can't stand that Canuck logo. I really can't. I've never liked it ever since they put it in. They used to have the, the white and the blue and the burgundy. You know when Mess went to them and he played with them with Burry? I mean, when they mm-hmm. switched from the brown jerseys, you know, the the great, you know, brown and gold that they wore, you know, against us yep. in 94, those yep. jerseys, they were awesome. But I was like, what? You know, and I, I know the Orca was tied to the, the logo or the company name that owns the team or the building or something like that. But to me, it was just like, it just looked like a big Orca, you know, it's just, I can't stand that logo. <laughs> I love the, I love like I love the teal colors and the blue and and I love the retro uh, versus retro they've got coming out. And um, I just I just I just don't get it. And then to me again, trying not to be insensitive to the whole thing, but I was like, isn't it just the fish coming out of a sea? You know, I couldn't understand what the tie was, and, and now we know, I guess. Yeah. Hey, look, I I will call this if we can get back. That jersey that you said, the '94 Canucks, I will call that. I will call that Orca jersey racist until <laughs> the end of time. As long as it get, as long as it gets that other jersey back, I, I'm for whoever says that that it's insensitive. So, um, because that I agree. I mean, that jersey is one of my favorite jerseys of all time. And and if they get, you know what? If they could even get it back to the old like V jersey with the big V, yeah. I think they wore that. 
what in the eighties? They yeah. they and wore they, that and when they, they played the, yellow, the Islanders. They had the yellow right? version of it with the yellow helmets. Yeah. It was awesome. If they if they could bring that back, oh man, those are Roger Nielsen days, man. Those were those were good old days when he was coaching I, that team. I am on board for that being offensive to everybody. <laughs> if they <laughs> if they the Orca being offensive to everybody, if I can go back to those V jerseys and and the uh, and the skate logo because. Uh, the skate logo's classic, man. You yeah, gotta remember I, that as a kid. You remember going into the Coliseum and downstairs and the 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 the, the concession there, and they used to have all the old logos up over the top. And I'm almost positive that used to be. I mean, to me, I always get a kick out of that because that's the old, you know, the late '60s, '70s. Obviously, whenever the Canucks came into the league or whatever. But I love that simple. I just remember it being on like stickers or. You know, it was just old stuff back then. And when they brought back that version there when the Sedin Tunes were there for a little bit and they, they just had that crest with the hockey stick on it around oh, those colors. Too. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, It was they, offensive to Kevin DeLore. Yeah, Kevin DeLore is offended by sticks inside an oval. It just <laughs> drives him crazy. <laughs> you know what I... I I mean, I get the whole Orca thing and, and whatever. It's a part of Vancouver over there. And, and look, if they get the approvals from whoever they had, it doesn't seem as though there are, like you said, the tribe or whoever it is in that area doesn't seem, I haven't heard that they're actually offended by it the way certain um, tribes are uh, were offended by, like, the Indians logo, which is <laughs> pretty bad. Um, but see, they could keep so, that name you know, as look, far as it, I'm concerned. Just change the logo, make it a little more honorable than a, you know. But we all know the backstory of that. So yeah, exactly. Well, it's sort of like the um, if you look at the different teams that have Indian mascots, you know, for, for lack of a better word, like like the uh, Florida State Seminoles, they've asked, they asked the Seminole tribe, like, can we use this? And they've approved it. You know, they said yes, definitely. And I think that it's this it's similar with the Blackhawks as well. I think that there's there hasn't been controversy around because they got, you know, the proper approvals and they went the right way uh, of doing it. Um, so I, I think that that was the biggest issue with the Canucks is that they had someone do the artwork without, you know, discussing it and with the proper tribes or, you know, indigenous people, whoever it is. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately in sports, there's a lot of logo designers are getting away with murder, you know, like the LA Rams logo, recent logo design. I mean, how some of these guys well, get some of this stuff passed is unbelievable. Well, I, I think a lot of that happens where you're, where you're looking at more static logos because they are afraid to do anything <laughs> that may offend anybody or whatever it is, you know, and, and I look, there's, there's how, can a, real... how can the Rams offend anybody? <laughs> those helmets those, they were gorgeous. The old, well, you, just, went back... you just said, you just said a whale logo just offended people. And then there's, you know, there's obviously somebody's going to find offense somewhere, some way. Um, and I think that they just are, are going to get more and more static, I'm, I'm which is a be, shame. I'm going to be an anonymous phone caller to the All Star Deck Hockey League. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, obviously, the the fishermen on Long Island were offended by the Gordon Fisherman jersey, and that's that's why that's why we don't see it anymore. You know, they, that's why they didn't bring it back for the reverse retro. You know? <laughs> 
bitches <laughs> see them outside the Coliseum. Yeah, that's right. Waving their fishing rods. Oh, but. Nice job, KD. I needed that laugh. That was good. There you go. I got good. you. I got you back. Good stuff, man. All right. Um, In other non-current Ranger news, <laughs> some some former Rangers have been in the news, and not for good reasons, pal. Um, you could start with uh, Wayne Gretzky's dad's house getting raided, which is a trip for me personally because not that I've been there, but you you know I've done some shows over the years with my friend Liam McGuire, who's an author and an NHL historian, and Wayne um, wrote the footnote on on like his first book there, and he sees he's got a great relationship with. Wayne and, and his dad over the years, and I've actually seen pictures of Liam hanging out with his dad in those rooms with all that memorabilia, you know? And I, I, I just couldn't believe, you know, something like that happened. I mean, I just, you know, I guess in the end, desperate people do desperate things, and I, and I believe they caught the guys, you know, as far as everything being returned. I, I personally haven't followed up on the story. You know, I just kind of came across it, but, you know, I... I think more than anything because it's it's Wayne, because of all the records, because of all the milestones, you know, everything that that kid accomplished when he was a kid, obviously, everything that, that Wayne did and, and how he changed the game and just destroyed the record books. And then knowing, you know, just from afar, at least knowing, you know, how, how cool Mr. Gretzky is and, and everything else. And then just, just thinking of that, you know, luckily, nobody got hurt as far as, you know, breaking and entering and all that other stuff. But just the trip of a story where, you know, that's something that you just, you, you wouldn't think. Obviously, you, you, you feel most of his prized possessions. You know, I always kind of get curious about that with with athletes and, and their awards and, and how they keep them, uh, you know, either stored or protected or in their, their you know, their, their man caves or their homes and um, you know, obviously some of the stuff goes to the Hockey Hall of Fame or the, the Hall of Fame of whatever sport it is. But um, just a trip on on seeing that kind of a story come, come, come across. And in the same week, Moose is caught up in a, in a legal dispute uh, with, I, I believe, the rights to his, um, his popularity, which he seemed to be raving about. <laughs> um, but just your, your quick take here on, on seeing those two stories come across uh, – you know, the line this week as far as, you know, both of these two guys who, you know, played for us there for a few years. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to assume with the Gretzky thing, it was probably a couple of, uh, you know, Canadians who were, uh, who've been, you know, in lockdown for so long, all drunk, and they probably, you know, had some type of bet that they lost, and it was, and the loser had to go <laughs> to the Gretzky house. <laughs> And and rob something, or it was probably like a dare or something. I dare you to go up to the Gretzky house and steal some memorabilia. But you know, look, people are crazy, man. And I think that uh, COVID has made people crazier. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, like you said, it, it's good that uh, you know nobody was hurt there. And so listen, listen to this. I just saw this coming. This this actually was announced a couple, a few hours ago today, I believe, from TSN. And a uh, an Ontario police officer is facing fraud charges after an investigation into the Wayne, theft of Wayne Gretzky memorabilia from the home of the, his dad. It was a three month probe, and it uncovered alleged fraud in, involving a Gretzky hockey stick. 
So this guy's been charged. And a woman as well. And the arrest came after an investigation following the theft of approximately half a million dollars worth of uh, Gretzky stuff. Um, what What's the fraud thing with the stick? What is that? Uh, it says uh, he's facing charges of fraud over $5,000 and a breach of trust. Is that like when is that like when Eli Manning was like signing helmets and they were game used or whatever? Yeah, he was like probably. stealing them. He was stealing them from the shed. Oh, <laughs> whatever he was doing. <laughs> so, well, so like I said, just what you you know, just like you're saying, desperate people and they'll do uh, or drunken things. people. Yeah, or drunken people. Because I could definitely see my buddies and I sitting around. Back in the day, being like drunk and nothing to do, but like, you want to break into Gretzky's dad's house? <laughs> <laughs> and so hey, I'm right. like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. You know, the more you're drinking and the more you talk about it, it suddenly sounds like a good idea. Unbelievable. So there's so there's five hundred thousand of Gretzky's gear, right? And then uh, Mark is is a legend that he lost five hundred k in an investment. In a Alberta cannabis company, man. This yeah, weed, that, this weed's whole, getting everybody into trouble, or it's it's getting a lot of people rich. <laughs> the Messier thing is hysterical because he's suing the guy because the guy guaranteed it was a moneymaker. Like, oh. like if, if anybody like ever came up to you, Paulie, and said it's guaranteed to make money. I mean, you're running the other way as quickly as possible. And you would think that Mr. Guarantee himself, Mark Messier, would know better than to listen to just some guy. I mean, the one thing, though, he did have a stipulation, and I'd love to see if that was something in writing. But he said he wanted the guy to sort of put his money where his mouth is, where he said it was guaranteed and that. Even if it lost money, he was supposedly supposed to get like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Even if the stock went down to zero, now I don't know if that was a, a a written agreement or just something that was spoken. Um, but the the whole thing was pretty funny. Where well, here's, here's that line on what you were saying, right? So Messier alleged that, uh, and this is from Rick uh, Westhead, and Rick is. Um... He's with Sports uh, Nets up in Canada here too, and he's also contributed to the New York Times as well. But um, and he's got a great thread out there. Anybody who hasn't heard about the story or wants to kind of get caught up on it? It's R Westhead at R Westhead on Twitter, and he basically breaks this down in a, in a, in a huge tweet timeline here. But um, Messier alleged uh, Moras, I guess that's the guy who gave him the guarantee. Uh, he agreed. Uh, Moras agreed to give him a personal guarantee and pay Messier the difference between 750k and the value of 200k destiny 200,000 dollars destiny shares on uh, New Year's Eve last year. Meaning, if the value of destiny shares fell to zero, Messier would presumably have been paid 750k. Yeah, I'd like to see if that was if that was written out. Then Messier is in the right here. And he should be suing for the money because he had this guarantee that even if the company went belly up, he would he would have this 
$750,000 payment. But if it was just a, a spoken agreement, a handshake, you know, that's that's going to be hard to prove in court. Um, you know, and it was just funny. A lot of the the, the quotes the, uh, from the case where Messi was like, well, he said it was a sure thing, <laughs> you know, which was to me, it's just. How does that happen? You're Mark Messier. Like, yeah. This guy said it was a sure thing and it was guaranteed a guaranteed moneymaker. And it gets like, worse. Come on. It's his uh, destiny, which that was placed in receivership in May 2020, this past May, with $42 million in debt. Its assets, including organics and cannabis, cultivation buildings in Niscu and Duke up in Canada, Alberta, are now up for sale. $42 like where, million in debt. Like, where is Messier's financial advisor? I know. Like, he has to have one of those, right? Yeah. Where is that guy tackling Messier as he's walking half a million dollar, a half a million dollar investment over to this marijuana company? Because the you know this guy said it's a guaranteed moneymaker. I mean, goodness, I hope he at least got some free edibles. I mean, goodness. <laughs> well, I want to get your. Uh, I want to get everybody's jumping in on this. According to Messier's claim. He is one of the greatest hockey players in history. Former <laughs> New York Rangers captain, six-time Stanley Cup winner, and among everything previous, definitely true, and among the most famous celebrities in New York. <laughs> what do you think, pal? Uh, I don't know if he's one of the most famous celebrities in New York. Um, but, well, yeah, I mean, look. If you're I, a Ranger fan, right, you can't really disagree with that too much because – if you're a Ranger fan, if you're not a Rangers fan, uh, you know, maybe not. So but much. he's right. I mean, the reason he's bringing that up is that this guy came to me because I am that person. He's using me to put my name on his product, which is fine. Like that happens all the time. Um, but nothing in life is a guarantee Except, ironically, when Mark Messier says you're going to win game six against the Devils. And that was questionable for two periods, though, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe Messier should have known it doesn't happen right away. He should have stuck with it. But, yeah, I mean, that whole story is, I mean, both stories, the Gretzky's dad. And, again, I, I definitely think it's it was just a, a bunch of guys just sitting around and talking themselves into doing it the same way my friends would have done the same. Um, so, and the Messier thing is just, you know, you always think that these guys would be smarter than this. I don't know. Again, would have the right people around them, a financial advisor where he would say, Hey, I'm thinking about going into this, uh, cannabis company, you know, half a million dollar investment. And, and that guy would say, all right, hold on a sec. Let me do some research into this. And he would come back to him and say, what are you crazy? <laughs> It's a trip. I mean, the whole, the, you know, I know a couple of guys who've, you know, just a couple of people I know across the country. Um, you know, I used to live in Colorado, and and it's it's been pretty big and pretty successful. But I mean, the stories now. I mean, I'm sure, like just scanning through, uh, basic um, articles. You know, if you you search it, and, and like I said, when they were starting, everything was starting to be legal and everything. A lot of these companies were 
making a killing. And I, I, I just don't, I'm not confounded to know where the industry is right now, but it's obviously, it's a huge money maker. Uh, and it's, it was definitely something where everybody was starting to invest it. And, you know, in defense of Mark, you know, as far as a lot of the people in the industry, and, and it's just no excuse. I mean, anything that you, you know, willing to put your name to or trust uh, into somebody else, you, you have to do some vetting, you know. And or you, you could do that and then you just kind of get blindsided. And obviously that happens in the entertainment industry too. You know, you've, you've heard the stories about like guys like Billy Joel and Elton John and their managers and, um, you know, just stealing all money from them and everything else. So there's, there's it, sometimes you can trust people and you can be in a good situation and you can have some success, but then ultimately down the road, somebody steers you the wrong way, sticks you in the back, and, and then you, you, know, you lose your shirt one way or the other. Um, obviously, this 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 article here, more than anything, you know, just being Ranger fans and, you know, kind of, you know, laughing at the fact that, you know, should we laugh at Mess for for this? If, if is, is Mess, just because he's a hawker player, any different from anybody else that wants to invest in this kind of industry right now? Which, like I said, it's, it, it's, it's, it's up and it's down. And, and I'd love somebody who, you know, downloads uh, sh- the show this week or something, any Ranger fans, anybody that's in the business... Uh, who's familiar with this story, but anybody definitely who's actually either working or invested money or, or knows anything about the industry, I'd love you guys to kind of hit us up either on Twitter or, you know, send us a, an email or something um, at GoRangersRadio.com because I, I'm fascinated by it in, in, in the sense of the way the whole I – don't, I, don't, I, I don't smoke. I never did it. You know what I'm saying? I had a, a hit a couple times over my life, um, but it was never something um, I, I really got into. But I am fascinated with with how the industry has turned over, and then obviously a lot of states now are making it legal and so on and so forth. But swinging back here to Mark, investment into anything, money, you know, we we all make mistakes, you know, and again with the trust thing and stuff. But if there's any any of the listeners out there that 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 knows where this industry is right now and then can kind of maybe, you know, shoot some spec to, to me or KD here, I'd love to hear it. But uh, it's it's just a trip. And um, like I said, Well, I yeah, just, I mean, I, I there's no issue with him – investing if maybe he did vet it and say look marijuana is now being legalized in in certain areas and in in canada it is and 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 whatever it is but you know not not every investment makes money you know to me the funniest part are you know the quotes that you know well he guaranteed that i was gonna make money so now i'm gonna sue him you know and i i just found those parts of it humorous um, you know, and again, th- there was that one aspect of it, though, where he had this agreement where he would make money either way, uh, where, where I think he is where he has a, a leg to stand on with it. But it was just that one part of it. Well, he said it was a guarantee to make money. Like, come on, man. Like That you whole part. Who is, I am, and, like, right? and, and I don't think <laughs> investing in, in marijuana companies right now is a bad idea. It's sort of like. But I, I think there's all these companies are, are, and, and people are trying to get into the game now where, you know, not everybody's going to make it. It's sort of like when Bitcoin went crazy, you know, and everybody was trying to find a way to get involved with Bitcoin. I mean, on Long Island, you remember that like iced tea company like decided to like turn themselves into like a Bitcoin company and they like went under, you know, I mean, that could have been the same thing. It could have, you know, that company, that iced tea company could have went 
to Messier and said, look, we're going to tra- we're going to transition to a Bitcoin company. And, you know, you're looking at Bitcoin is going up and up. You're like, Shit, I got to get in on that. You know, and they're like, it's guaranteed to make money. I'm sure those guys told their investors the same thing. Guaranteed. And, you know, now I think now they're out of business. So, you know, it happens like, you know, it, it's not, you know, Messi isn't the first guy to get involved with it. But again, when you're this high profile guy, you think you'd have financial managers around you, you know, uh, letting you know, like, hey, maybe that's not a good idea. And even when you go in, you cannot go to people and say, well, he guaranteed me money. <laughs> he guaranteed it was going to. You know, I was going to double my my investment. Come on. He should have called you first, KD. That's what he should. He did. I, I, you know, I do have I do have a lot of experience in that with marijuana. So I could have told him, but and I would have told him you got to get you got to get some free edibles in this deal and then give some to me. Um, but yeah, lost lost opportunity. Yeah, I I think the worst part about the story is that we're talking about it instead of Rangers because there is no hockey. There is no hockey. <laughs> this is what we have to talk about now. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm just going to apologize to everybody now. That you know, instead of talking about the Rangers and a big win against the Islanders last night, we're talking about Mark Messier losing money with a pot company. This hey, is where we are. Yeah, this is where we are. Uh, speaking of um, Rangers Islanders. You know, uh, the Rangers said, uh, you know, they're doing, you know, they're they're tossing out content, you know, as much as they possibly can and goals and everything else. I, I just, uh, I wanted to ask you, I'm trying to think of last season, and it was, there's so many great games, so many great goals, but I got to tell you, man, Zibanejad's overtime winner against the Islanders, that blast, mm-hmm. you know, the pass from Stan, I mean, that to me was the best goal last year. And I just wanted to ask you off the top of your head, can you think of a better goal last year than that one? Um, the Buchnevich goal in Colorado to end the season with, what was that? Three seconds left. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. That too. was Buchnevich, right? That was Buchnevich. Quite a, Pretty sure. Um, you know, that, I think that goal is there too, but it's between those two because yeah, that's a finish at, oh, um, winner. It was phenomenal. The Ranger fans, it was just, it was like old times, man. It was just. Uh, every time I see that goal, man, I just remember watching it and just, you know, you talk about how much you love the Rangers going into the old barn, right? The Coliseum and those games and yep. everything else. And there's there's no doubt. There's just, there's, a, there's just a different sound when the Ranger fans come in there and, and, and gel with the Islander fans and you have that game going on at the barn. And you've talked about this where it's, it's even a better game, a better atmosphere than the Rangers and the Islanders at the Garden which I would pretty much probably agree with you, and I think a lot of Ranger fans. And, and obviously there's so much more enjoyment, obviously, when we go in their building and beat them there in their house. And, you know, with the Islanders getting opportunity last year to play a couple of games at the Coliseum, which was great. And there's just that goal, man, is just... And I love the one against Colorado because it was an amazing celebration. It was a great vibe. It was a great road trip. Even though they lost in overtime, it's fine, but... Man, it's just when Mika lets that thing freaking rip, man. It's oh, it's magic, and then just hearing the Ranger fans, it's just it's incredible. I just don't think there's enough a better goal than that last year. Yeah, I I think that, and the reason I bring up that that Buchnevich goal in 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 Denver is just you know that was sort of like the lasting impress. You know, that's the last impression 
that you had of of the season before COVID happened. You know, that to me, you know, the Rangers at that point were so hot. And and that time and they lost the game, but that tying goal, I and we we've discussed that goal a number of times where it you were just like this team is is it has something. There's something here and and you thought that they there could be some magical ride that they have down the stretch to get into the playoffs and then maybe make some noise. And, you know, you just never know what, what could have happened, you know, if the season wasn't shut down. So, you know, I, to me, I'm always going to remember that goal is uh, what, what could have been goal. And, uh, you know, that celebration, as you mentioned, you, you could just see on the player's face that they knew something special was happening. And we just didn't get to see it, which is which is really a shame. Yes, depressing. But Thanks that's the Benedict goal was down. awesome. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, it's the Benedict goal was awesome. Though. Yeah, no, they were both super goals, man. Uh, hopefully, they'll be ripping it up again soon, there, buddy. But we'll just have to wait and see. So, look, one more thing we'll talk about before we wrap things up. You sent me a article from Boston Hockey Now. And this is a new publication that's been recently, uh, it's like every city hockey now, all the NHL teams. So Jimmy Murphy uh, does this thing called Off the Record. And I, I know Jimmy, I'm, I'm aware of Jimmy in, in shows past in the years. I've had Jimmy on my other shows and stuff. But um, he puts this thing out. But anyway, you sent me this thing about Off the Record, Rangers after Chara, NHL tra- take, trade talk heats up. So I think it's, he's just, I don't think there's anything serious about this. He's just trying to throw this out. It's discussion, as we are all trying to do during this downtime and wait time for the next season and just try and throw hypotheticals out there. But, so, what What do you, what would you, I guess we just should just have fun with this and talk about what if Char came to the Rangers? <laughs> I mean, I look at this, I mean, I look at this report very similar to uh, Hartnett's article where he was talking about Taves yes coming to the Rangers and, and he was sort of throwing that that out there and, and and he readily admitted this is my idea there's no rumors about it I just like the idea of, of bringing Taves in and you know I don't know if this is the same thing it seemed more of, of like a rumor that the Rangers are interested in him this wasn't sort of a I'm just gonna throw this out there it seemed that just from the way it was written, and uh, there was another uh, – who's the other guy over at the Boston – what's it called? Hockey Boston Hockey Now? Um, Haggerty over there mentioned it in another article. Yeah, Hacks, um, uh, Hacks is great too. Yeah, I mean, they're both legitimate guys. These aren't just, you know, guys who are looking for clicks. You know, so I – I just, even if there is sort of smoke around it, I just don't see it happening. Um, similar to the Taves thing, A, the Rangers have no money. Not that you would have to spend a lot. It would probably be a one-year deal. I mean, his contract last year was only $2 million a year. But, you know, the guy's 43 years old. The Rangers have brought in their veteran guy to fill in for when, Miller and some of the other younger guys aren't ready. Let let me get my drink. Hold on before you say his name. Let me me get my drink. Go ahead. There you go. And that's Jack Johnson. You know, now we can sit here and argue that obviously you would rather have Chara as the guy over Jack Johnson. Drink again. 
But look, this is where the Rangers went. They went towards a guy that uh, Jacques Martin is familiar with and JD is familiar with and Jack Johnson. Drink again. And that's where they went. So I, I just don't see. I don't see. Now you have Jack Johnson. Drink. In. I just drank. That's, that's my third man. I'm getting everyone bombed tonight. You know, now that you've brought him in, there's no need to bring in another veteran presence. It's good. And look, Char is obviously on the decline. He's had 14 points the last two in the last two seasons. You know, the guy used to put up 40 a year. He's now putting up 14 a year. Um, and and even his you know puck possession stats have have gone by the wayside. So. You know, he is definitely not the player he used to be. Sure, he would be great in the locker room and as a leader and that whole thing. But you brought in this other guy, Jack Johnson, drink again. And, you know, I just don't see the need to bring Chara in here when you want to bring in and get guy younger guys experience, such as Fox and Lindgren and Miller and, Runinen and and Lundqvist if he comes over and those guys, I why would you take up another spot by bringing Chara in? It just doesn't make any sense. And sure, you know Gordon and and probably other every other GM in the NHL kicking the tires on Chara and and calling over to Boston and saying, uh, "Oh no, I'm sorry, he's a free agent." Don't get me wrong. Calling his it's agent, okay, not Boston, but calling his agent. Excuse me, I've had I've saying Jack Johnson too many oh, times. I'm thinking again. myself. There you go. Um, so I'm sure there. I'm sure every NHL GM is calling Chara's free agent to see what's going on, the availability. So I'm sure Gordon is doing his due diligence there. But you know, I I just don't see why you would ever bring him in at this point in a rebuild. It, it seems counterproductive. Well, see is the key word there because we would never be able to see Shesty behind <laughs> Chara. And, um, you know, what's the point? You know? You gotta, Look, you... I, 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 we're all hopeful that we have, you know, the next Chara in Condre Miller, a big, you know, defenseman who's going to hopefully be a physical presence out there the way Chara was. So I don't need... 43-year-old Chara, I need Condre Miller, you know, the new young guy coming in. That's who I want to see. I don't want to see, you know, we've already been through, you know, the retread Rangers of, you know, the early 2000s when you're bringing those guys in. Now, Chara wouldn't be brought in to help this team win a cup. He'd be more of a guy to... Um, be a veteran presence and, we, and help develop the younger guys. We, we but, don't need those guys. Do we need those guys? A veteran presence type guy? Look, I think we have enough of that. So I don't think, no, I don't think you need to bring in any more of it. Because of that, I mean, how much of that do you need to bring in? I mean, you have Kreider, you have Panarin, you have Dabinajad, you have Truba, you have Brendan Smith, and you have, get ready, Jack Johnson. So, <sighs> Why Char just makes zero sense. And look, the Rangers are always going to be attached to any free 
any and every free agent. They just always are and always will be because I think just mentioning the Rangers just gets you. Not, I, I, I'm hoping. Look, I'm going to say his name, folks. Jack Johnson. <laughs> now I have to drink. Yes. At one mil, different situation. He's a plug. Um, but we don't have a, a leak at the, this point. You know, okay. you have well because Jack Johnson filled it, <laughs> and and even no, without... we, well, we need a, we need another top second line center. We know that. But I'm, I'm what I'm saying is is that this new Rangers engine that's on the tracks right now. And again, of course, and we apologize. It's the speculation, Captain Obvious stuff. We we won't know until these freaking guys stop playing again, obviously. But I'm confident enough in this roster. And again, we talked about what next year's a gimme year. And in two years, whatever. And then the free agency pool kind of, you know, turns around again. Where a guy like Char, he's not even on... He's, he, he's not, he shouldn't even be on the radar. Yeah, it sounds cool. It sounds nice. Could you see him in a Rangers jersey? Could he play for a year, 43, 44 years old? I don't know. I think I don't need that nostalgia. I don't need that fun stuff. I don't need that Yarimir Yager stuff, even though, you know, when Yager came here in the beginning. But it didn't, you know, the Brendan Shanahan. I think those days are hopefully gone. I don't look at a guy like Jonathan Taze in the same vein as like a Shanahan. I can't. Particularly, I have to look back in terms of what age did we get Yags and, and Shanny when they came on the team, as opposed to getting a guy like Taze uh, at his age. And, and he always, he just, him and Kane are always going to look like young kids to me for some reason. I don't know what it is. But I think and hope, I hope that this team, as far as the Chara, that, that typical type of thing, like you can deal with the Jack Johnson, I said it again. At, at at the one mill, and you know we know why he's here, and he's he's filling a spot. And he's a year, and he, but he's out of here. But a guy like Chara or any of these other guys in that mold who have kind of just, especially at that age group, KD, that's that's like no, that's I don't want to see the Rangers go that way at all. I'd rather live and die with the rebuild and the prospects, and focus the especially on the back end on the defensive side of things. You know, we got to get the you know the number two center up there. We've still got to make sure that we're going to have consistent scoring. You know, against all the things that you brought up, the guys who had you know career years last year, and and and, and you know, seeing. I mean, there's so much that this team can just kind of sit back and ride out, especially next year, and see what happens. So this is just a long-winded way to say, I don't want Chara. <laughs> Keep him Boston. Yeah. I, I don't think you have to worry about it. I don't. I don't see that happening. I'd be one of the most shocked I've ever been in my life if if he ends up coming here again. I don't know if they have the funds for him. I mean, they do, but I mean that's really going to hamstring them as far as making any moves anytime during the season. You have enough veteran presence on the back line. You have enough in the locker room with the forwards. We're in the middle of a rebuild. You don't need to bring that type of player in. So, um, and, and this is basically what I, I mean. I'm re, sort of regurgitating what I was saying regarding Taves in the same mold. It's just not necessary. Not necessary right now. Now, if the Rangers were literally 
like right, they were a cup contender and just missing something on the back line and you wanted to bring him in like you said for you know a million million and a half and and let's hope he as a fifth or sixth defenseman is going to be serviceable which he would be then I'm in but you know the Rangers are not in that position so you know for where they are um he makes little to no sense I agree why'd you even bring it up KD what the hell's wrong with you man because we have nothing else to talk about. What the? We're talking about <laughs> Messier investing in a marijuana company. At least this is hockey related. <laughs> yeah. Somewhat, somewhat. All right. I got a quick question before we go. Jingle all the way. Good holiday flick. I don't even know what movie that is. What is that with Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yes. Come on, yes. It is, right? Yes. I've, I've never seen it. And Turbo I've never Man. seen it. No? No, I've never seen it. Right, you... I got a, I got a better question for you. Go. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I'm very familiar with this argument. <laughs> and I I would like to say and I will say yes. Oh, I'm with you. 100%. All right. Good. <laughs> All right, so I, I haven't seen that in a while. So I'm going to fire that movie up over the holiday break, and you have to watch Jingle All the Way with the little guy, all right? Deal? All right, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I mean, we you know, we watched Elf the other night. I mean, that's the, the classic, you that's know, classic with the kids yeah. and stuff. And we actually, yeah. before I came on, we were watching uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. So, you know, we're, time, we're in the man. whole Christmas spirit here. That's good, man. Well, it's the most wonderful time of year, and it's uh, it's a pleasure to share it with you, my friend, and to everybody else who uh, continues to listen, subscribe, and then download the show. We really appreciate it, guys. So, with that said, we will bid adieu to uh, episode 49, and again, tune in next Wednesday. A short show, but it will be episode 50. Uh, we might make uh, one or two small announcements, but... Um, we are looking for Ooh, announcements? I'm excited. And hopefully KD will have his deck hockey schedule by then. <laughs> I and hope that's not the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's not. But I would like some, you know, I definitely want some deck hockey info from me. We got to set something <laughs> up, man. We got to get it going. But anyway, maybe, uh, we'll, maybe we'll have you, we'll do the show from a deck hockey in one of my deck hockey games. Yeah, in the spring when it's warm out, you know. <laughs> not Amazing. not the ja- not the January fifth game, not that no. one. No, sorry, pal. <laughs> I, I'm busy. I'm busy. That's understood. My, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, That's trying out, I'm trying out new socks. I'm trying out some weebly blue socks that night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, as always, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back here next week, um, and until then. Uh, adieu and KD as always please say goodnight to the folks goodnight folks see you next week and let's go Rangers stay out of the snow KD